0: Hola Focalinos. This is now part two, part 2 if you will, of the classic Garth Trinidad episode. Last week we re-released part one and this week is part two. I rewound it a little bit so you could hear a little bit uh, ahead of where we left off so you know that we're talking about how he got started um, as a music supervisor for the HBO series entourage let's get into it
1: like hits and then like you know uh, Doug Allen, who's the creator of the show he would he would want to have like like a classic rock song for the end credits. so it, was, it, it that was like the entourage formula, you know? Yeah. So third season are coming out of Lori's like, you know what? We need to, we need to spend less money on less money on the music. And we want more interesting music. Mm-hmm. We want like something more realistic, something more underground, something more raw. Like, you know, we need to have some supervisors come in that can really put like plug us into like independent bands and like indie rock and like classic funk and like 90s hip hop, like just mix it up. Yeah. So Gary's like, you, you, let me holler at Garth. (laughs) Like, you know, he and I could like, you know, we could, we could work that out for you. We could, we could make it hot. And so Scott Venner was a consultant. Scott's a huge music supervisor now. Um, And he, you know, he was tight with Doug. And so it ended up being the three of us is like the music team for Entourage for the fourth season. And then, during the fourth season the the i think it was the writer strike that happened oh yeah and the recession was going on so I, all this stuff happened and i didn't return for the fifth season i think there were probably too many of us and then i i didn't want to go back for less money and they were offering less money
2: yeah
1: and because i was spending so much time being a music supervisor i felt like 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 i i don't i i'm not going to feel good in my soul if yeah. I accept money, and you know, part of me was like, oh, "I should have," and the other part of me was like, "No, you did the right thing. Like, you're yeah. you're good. You're fine. Yeah. You know, because um, I, you know, I had a career. Like, I I was in radio and I was DJing and I'm doing voiceover work and I'm doing shows. Like, I I I was when I was doing Entourage, and we had like small children we were raising. Like, Ooh. I I, I did not I, I didn't sleep. I bet but I probably on average was getting like two hours of sleep a night. Like it Ooh. was. You know, I was gaining weight. Like, you know, my health was like deteriorating. So I was like, "I'm good."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how much went into music supervision until I, I was upset obs- because you hear good music and shows, right? Like uh gray's Anatomy. Like they, you know, they really flip the script, change the game as far as like where the songs it, it make or break people, right, and stuff like that. But then looking at shows that I love that were Oh, sorry. Were um rare, were rare. You know, people of color shows. Then that's when I was like, all these shows I mentioned, they're all of color. You know, uh, black and indigenous. And I was just like, well, oh, oh, we got some music you know, supervisors of color. And it's like, no, we don't. But then I looked up. I was like, I need to know more about Jim Malone because she did, uh, she did um, Euphoria and Atlanta. I need to know who this person is. And then, you know, her story is crazy, too. But I was just like, she broke down the science and mathematics of her job. And I was like, nah, that's not what I thought it was. (laughs) I thought it was more the consultant. Let me pick these. And then, you know, you do. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, How are you You doing on time?
3: Have your kids been in a house playing video games in your space way too long? Now you can get them outdoors and still be social while social distancing at the skate side after school and group skateboarding classes. Skate students get to improve their skating and decompress after a long day or week of school. This program is awesome for beginners to get started or advanced skaters to take their skills to the next level. Go to theskateside.com and learn about our COVID-safe programs in Santa Monica, Culver City, Glendale, and South Pasadena. That's T-H-E-S-K-A-T-E-S-I-D-E dot com. The Skateside. More kids skating.
1: I'm good. Just, okay. just to give like some context, right? Because I think you were, you, were, you were pointing at something that I wanted to, you know, get to before we ended the music oh, supervision. See,
0: see, see.
4: The, the music supervision career, um, you know, it's attached to Hollywood. Yeah.
1: Hollywood, as we know, in terms of like, you know setting aside what's been happening for talent you know for you know artists and actors love the revolution that's going on love the exposure but when it comes to writers directors editors you know producers on each level like pre during and post music supervisors these are these are all you know careers that require, you know, um, a certain set of resources that someone needs to be exposed to early on in their life. Yeah. Correct. In their formative college years, et cetera, to pursue those career paths. And yeah. those when it comes to Hollywood, it, it's been reserved for mainly white people. My lady is a producer, a young producer at Fox. She is one of the only women of color in the entire company.
0: It's and she's 21
1: she is dope. Like as a person, as a black woman, but also as a producer, she's dope. So she's an asset to the company, but we talk about this all the time because you know, it's it's difficult to navigate when you're one of the only people of color. Yeah.
0: When not the only one
4: of the few. Yeah. It's just one of those things like I don't see much of me around here. Yeah. You know. And you have to be acclimated to
1: that. So that that just goes back to resources, is, and that's that's a, a deeper conversation about life in America, life in the West. See, see, you know what I mean. Anyway, so that we we could get to that later. But no,
0: you know, that makes no, that makes sense. No, for sure, because you know, listening to her story, she was doing something else, and at an older age, she interned, but she had the the resources to be able to intern and not get paid that late in life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and then I have an episode with my homegirl Linda Morrell. She was a Emmy award winning producer on key and peel. She's, she's she's a uh, Latina Latinx. She's a producer on uh, the black lady sketch show. And we had this whole conversation, you know, where, you know, they were asking her like, I want everyone black on here. I want everyone behind the scenes. I want everyone black. Well, there's an issue and a problem. She she was saying that we need to cultivate this because like you're saying, access, access, information, resources. There's like, you know, she's making a point to let people of color know like, yo, there's these a group of jobs behind the scenes that, you know, you know, these white people know because. Someone in the business, like, oh, why don't you get on here? There's this and that and da-da-da-da-da. But black and brown peeps, we don't know that. We don't have access. We're trying to survive. Like it, It's made a certain way. So I get it. I'm hoping that it changes. I want to see.
1: It's happening. I mean, you know, there are, there are. slowly, yeah. Uh, let, me, let me shout out one of my favorite people, but also a super dope music supervisor, Morgan Rhodes, who, you know, used to be a PA of mine back in the day. Um, dope got a uh, she's she's just doing a bunch of cool stuff she's got a a great podcast with uh, Oliver Wang Uh,
0: oh yeah
1: you know the heat rock podcast
0: yes yes Um, yes.
1: or you know Morgan is is worked with you know some really dope uh, directors and producers and done some super cool stuff Um, she's worked with Ava you know what I mean like she's in the mix Uh, also one of my favorite soundtracks um, uh, was the Love Drums movie and soundtrack. Yeah. And that was done by a woman of color named Pilar McCurry. She unfortunately passed away a while ago. She was actually an understudy of my mentor for music supervision, G. Mark Roswell. So it it's happening, but it's slowly happening. Slow. slow. And yeah. you know, I just you know, we just got to keep pushing because it, yeah. it is about resources, but it's also about talking about it because it's like you got to plant those seeds too. Like, hey, you know, you could be a music supervisor.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean, like and a lot these of these are the time,
0: steps, and this is what you need to do.
1: We're in hustle mode. We're just not exposed to even the idea. Yeah, you know, I mean? like oh yeah. yeah, I I could do that. Like that is a job.
0: Yeah, I, totally. And I reached out to Twitter and I was just like, hey, where are the music supervisor of color? And then I believe someone gave me tweeted Morgan's name and a couple of other people, and I was like, yes, I love to see that. And I I believe out of the couple that I was sent, I believe they were black women, and I was like, I love it. I love it. Um. Okay, so if you're good on time, I want to get into the last two sections. Questions and comments from the audience. Let's get into that. Um, This is, uh, what is the process of keeping your integrity when you are in a position that can be manipulated, influenced by monetary factors or entities that want to pay you? This is by Coach Lamar Betts. We did an episode and it's called Uh, Episode 52, Skating with a Curl. He's black and he owns the skate side. And we talk about that experience. Nice.
4: (laughs) I think um, I'm fairly sensitive to that. And that's one of the reasons why um, there were certain positions once I gained Notoriety through radio and DJing, like you know, A and R positions or you know, music industry stuff that would have mm-hmm. you know
1: garnered a nice salary or whatever. You know, I just stayed away. Um, you know, sometimes I I beat myself up about that because I had I had kids, so it's like I've had conversations on, you know, both sides of where the pendulum swings with people that have completely opposite different perspectives in terms of like what it means to, you know, be integral, you know, what the levels are, what it means to sell out that at a certain point, you know, the idea of selling out has to go away because you have a life that you need to live and, you know, you need to make money and you have mouths to feed and all these things that come along with like the American dream and the hustle and so on and so forth. So I've heard all these perspectives. And for me, I just broke it down to the sort of simplicity of like, serve the child inside.
2: Yes.
1: If you ain't comfortable, if that, if you know the kid is going to be looking at you like you're whack, (laughs)
0: looking at you sideways, like what?
1: Like, come on, man, what happened to you? And so I just, I didn't pursue those kinds of offers because I knew people and I, there were people in those positions that I knew. Some of them were fine with evolving and accepting certain mores and ideas and perspectives that I know five, 10, 15 years prior, you know, they would have disagreed with, or they Didn't jive with very well, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
1: And that's because society, man, like you know, class and moving up that ladder, like it's like, well, what are my options right now? So I just I believed in myself enough to, as a creative person, number one, like I like I said earlier, I'm just not that corporate of a person. I was just, "Mm, I just don't want, I don't really want a desk job.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't want to go to the same place every day. That's not me. Yeah. Um. And the other thing was like, I don't want to. I don't want to have to like produce, and our sign, look after, accept, swallow. <laughs> like dealing with like an artist that I might think is whack.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know. Remember, you remember, yeah. remember.
4: Yeah. Remember the Brown Sugar.
1: You know, with um
4: um Sanaa Lathan and yeah um. What's the brother's name?
0: Yeah,
2: Ken.
4: I'll
0: say Lorenz face. It's
2: not
4: Lorenz Tate. <laughs> no. It's uh, the talented, handsome
1: brother. Um, that's part of getting older, I guess. <laughs> 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 These names used to just flow off the tip of my tongue. <laughs> anyway, you remember the premise. Like, he was at that that major label. Yeah. And, you know, they had this, they went and signed the Dalmatian duo. And it was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I, lo- I love hip hop. And, I got to go off on my own. So I've, I when that movie came out I was like that's why like I've never pursued that career path. Yeah. You know? Like because so to answer your question like what do I do about it I've, I I can't really look back and say that I've ended up in too many of those positions or situations. Nice. I've always just wanted to do my own thing.
4: Yeah.
1: Like I'm good. I'll I'll do my thing. I'll do what I, you know, and that means not making as much money, whatever, you know, it's, it's fine. Like I was, I was blessed enough to be in a position where I was hustling so hard. I was, I was making enough money to take care of my family. I, I took care of, you know, you know, my ex, when we started having kids, we had three kids kind of like stutter step, like, like two years apart from each Mm -hmm. other. And for the first decade of her being a mom, she didn't work. Because being a mom was work enough. It and it was like, it. like, I want our kids to have the advantages of being nurtured by this woman. Yeah. And she did the damn thing. Nice. She she made her own baby food. Like she, she was in the mix.
3: Yeah.
1: Like she, you know, when she, she saw an episode of Oprah where Oprah had on the, the Chicago faction of the Mocha Moms and then, like Mocha Moms started to sprout up in LA. So she joined up with the Mocha moms. And it was just like the first 10 years, I didn't mind not sleeping. It was like, we doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're getting it done. So it was fine. And I was in a position like, I was like, all right, I'm DJing. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm moving. I'm sticking to moving. Like I'm making, making enough money to take care of us. And that, that was satisfactory. You know?
0: Nice. And the fact that you were, you stood your ground and you knew that outweighed the the freedom, you know, of of you being in the right place inside outweighed maybe getting this money, right? Doing that on your own is is, is big. But I think on another level, doing it when you have a family and still sticking to your guns I think it speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like, okay, you were really you really knew it. You re, you you knew what you had to do and it seems like
1: But that goes back to the relationship with the child inside.
0: Yeah, you just knew that it would it would kill you would be making a bunch of money, providing for your family, but it would kill you. And what would that be if you if you were just a shell of yourself? What kind of father and what kind of partner would you be? And I think that's amazing. Okay, let's go to the next one. It's just a statement.
1: It's out to Tay Diggs.
0: Tay Diggs. I saw his face and I was like, Tay Diggs
1: dude right there. You know, I need to take some more ginkgo,
2: you know, get back to the agenda.
0: Tay Diggs. I I was like, I know his face. I know he was in, uh, you know, he's married to, he used to, his ex was the girl in, in, uh, what do you call it? In Rent. Okay, the next one. She, she just did a major statement um, and she just says, Chocolate City changed my life. That's my homegirl, Karen Hernandez. We, I know from the music industry, you, you might know her as well, but she just was like, Chocolate City changed my life. So that's just a comment. Next one. Thank you, Karen. Another. It's another comment and a little story. Uh, another friend that I know, I know from the music industry, she's like, why is he so amazing? She's like, tell him the story. When Twitter was the first well, was a first a thing, I recalled driving up over the hill and down Laurel Canyon. And it was like a 20 minute set that was amazing. So atmospheric. I felt like I was in a movie and I tweeted something like, holy shit, at guard Trinidad, what a set of music. And he replied and I was really excited. That was Lisa Jenkins, also from the <laughs> music industry. So that's that. Um, (laughs) Another one. Uh, I mean, super curious to hear what he's been doing since he moved on. He's also a dope producer of music. So there's that. Our girl, Jessica Weber, owner and co-founder of Cosign. So she wants to know, you know. That's
1: because me and her haven't, we haven't caught up. We have to, Jess, we got to get on the phone. Um,
0: (laughs) I just saw her. She was out here. She she owns a house out here. So I saw her. We had lunch. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm jealous. Cause we were supposed to have lunch.
0: So uh, if she comes back out, come out to the desert, man.
4: Are you, do you hang out in PS?
0: I live in PS.
4: <laughs> uh, oh, see.
1: Okay. All right. I'm, look. Um,
0: oh, we could tell, ma- we could talk about that stuff after.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, no. Okay. Look, I, first of all, I've, I've needed to take a breath to recalibrate.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was, you know, blessed enough to be in a financial position and, you know, in a space where I took it upon myself to just like stop. So I, like I said, I mean, it's been almost a year and like I've done like two, two DJ gigs, but they were like private events. Like I'm not really, you know, I'm not moving about the, club scene like i'm just and you know like like i'm gonna i'll you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna do some dj stuff but i don't i'm moving out of like being identified mm-hmm. as a dj because i have other things that i want to do so for me you know it it would be easy to continue to like just be on my dj grind but it's like that's not where i want to be
4: anymore
2: yeah
1: I, i'm a visual artist i i I want to get back into that. I bought a guitar. I want to learn how to play it. I have, I have a Mm. book I want to write. I want to tell my story. I'm trying to figure out, um, I have elderly parents who, you know, I want to be available to, I have, you know, three teenage kids, two of them are, you know, off on their own, going to school. Like one's out of state, one's out of the country. Um, you know, I'm, you know, Finalizing this divorce, some, you
0: know. Ayuda a tus hijos y estudiantes a llegar más lejos. Aprenda más sobre la beca nacional a ser de McDonald's. Desde 1985, McDonald's ha otorgado más de 33 millones de dólares en becas. Gánate una beca de hasta 100 mil dólares. McDonald's está dando 500 mil dólares en becas este año. Puedes ganar una de 30 becas. Hoy día es importante seguir adelante y hacer más. A ayudar a estudiantes hispanos a hacer más que las generaciones anteriores. Hacer más de lo que se creen capaz. Hacer más de lo que pensaban que era posible. Por sí mismos, por su gente, por su cultura por un mejor futuro. Para más información sobre la beca nacional Aced de McDonald's, visita mcdonalds.com/agonalaced. Aprende más. Your industry is loud and congested. How will you cut through the noise while maintaining brand integrity? Regardless of how talented and creative your core team is, nearly all businesses need some level of support in order to communicate their message. From brand identity and graphic design to experiential and digital, let the team at Ritzy Periwinkle help you speak your mind and translate rough thoughts into captivating action. Visit ritzyperiwinkle.com today to schedule a no-cost 30-minute consultation to discuss the best creative strategies for your business. That's R-I-T-Z-Y-P-E-R-W-I-N-K-L-E.com. Ritzy Periwinkle, let's build.
1: Looking at like what my career path is going to look like and what I want to do. So, you know, I want to lean into like voiceover work because there's You know, it's just it's fun, and there's money to be made, and there needs to be more people of color doing it. And so I've I've been you know I've done voiceover work for years and years and years, but like acting, voice acting is the same thing. You have to be available, and you have to hustle. You have to put yourself out there. You I have to update my demos. I have to like you know reach out to agencies and managers like, hey, I'm looking for new representation. So you know that's a part of it. you know, and there, there's a few other things happening, of course, but that's, there's a lot on my plate. Yeah. Um, but mainly what I want to do is just like reignite the flame.
0: Yeah. You
1: no. Know? part Explore. two.
0: Lore.: yes. <laughs> Speaking of your voice, I wanted to make sure I asked, when did that come about? Did you always have a deep voice? Was it pu- after puberty? Like, when did this Garth essence happen?
1: Yeah. Um, by junior high, people were making fun of my voice. <laughs> it was like, uh, 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 it was, it was crazy. It, it couldn't
4: decide what it wanted to be. So I sounded funny. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think I was 17 and I was talking to an operator
1: And she was like, "You sound so fine. Like, (laughs) like, could like, are you in LA? Could we, could we go on a date?" (laughs) Like, she was macking on me, man. And I'm, wow. Like, my my voice is is deepened. Like, it was the first time I really understood. Like, oh yeah, all right. And so you know, I basically stole my dad's voice. Like, I have I have my father's like Xerox copy. Voice,
3: hilarious.
1: Like if we were on the phone, it would be difficult. The only way you could tell us apart is by like the vocabulary we yeah. were using, yeah. like the phrase. You know, he just he uses more old school stuff than I do. You
4: know,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Was after puberty, and then it just dropped. I was like, oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> i ain't about to manage. <laughs>
0: amazing amazing um okay the next one i would ask what current musicians in his opinion are interrupting our hyper virtual reality what artists are bringing us back to a visceral experience of music and as an extension feelings of love empathy and understanding this is from my home girl uh past guest she's an arts and culture consultant if you don't know her i don't know if you guys know each other yvonne gallardo if you don't know her you should know her she's amazing
1: I don't recall if we've ever met, but I certainly know her name. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, <laughs> we've met because it sounds
4: really, her name sounds really familiar. Um, that's a hell of a question. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think there are numerous artists that are doing that. And I'm super happy about
1: that because I, I feel like things move in cycles. Mm-hmm. And so much wonderful art, music, literature, et cetera, comes from hard times.
4: And we our generation, I think, is living in, I like to say, the most marvelous,
1: interesting, difficult time in human history. You know, we are the generations that are that we've we've experienced a global paradigm shift because of technology that the world hasn't experienced since I couldn't tell you, you know, maybe I don't even know if the industrial revolution is as deep as the technological revolution. Like this is, this is setting us apart from prior generations and to, to grow up in it, like our, you and you imagine our generation, we're like the bridging generation. We remember Chords on phones. We remember Mm -hmm. the birth of the cell phone. We remember the actual literal birth of the internet.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like for the public space. Um, Mind boggling stuff. As far as artists. I'm moved, you know, I'm just a music lover. So I'm moved by a lot of artists, but, um, and it's difficult to not have a list in front of me because I have really been probably even on a subconscious level, detaching, From listening to music as a DJ and a programmer, but just being a person who's listening to songs and getting back to loving a piece of music just for what it is. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say like off the top of my head, Moses Sumney.
4: Oh,
0: love him.
1: Um, You know, one of my one of my favorite bands is Little Dragon. I feel like they are our our generations like Sade. Just yeah. in their dynamic, like the woman in the, in the three supporting male characters in the band, and, and how, how unique Yukimi's voice is, mm-hmm. and the kind of music that they make, and the kind of subject matter they cover, and the lyrics and everything. It's just uh, when they first came out, I was like, these are my people right here. Um,
0: Them doing a the track together is just like, of course, of course. I was just oh. listening to it earlier today.
4: Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah.
0: of course Moses and and Little Dragon.
1: There's a, there's a lot of uh, Charlotte Day Wilson I think has just a phenomenal yeah. f- out Love of Canada. Her. Love um her. but what Bad Bad Not Good is doing for jazz. Yeah. I, I you know I I put them in league with like what's happening in the sort of Limert Park jazz community with Kamasi and and all those guys um who am I thinking of? I did, which is bringing me, br- bringing me back to the conversation about visiting Palm Springs.
4: Um,
0: we definitely it, after we, we stop, you know, doing this. I we definitely have to talk about the series that my homegirl put together at the Ace and the kids that she's bringing from Limerick Park out here and have this. We have to talk that, about that.
1: That's it. that's exactly what I'm referencing. Um,
0: yeah, Mikey Mikey Maestro, I think is his name. One from
4: of them. South Central mm-hmm. um oh. there's there's this beautiful documentary that aired
1: on uh, KCET that's garnered all all these awards that are about this young drummer and what is his name and he's the drummer in the series he's he's on tour right now but he's he's a drummer it's like hmm. And he he invited me. So I told him, he said he'd be back in December. So I'm, we have to make a date of it. Like I have to come out there. It's Wednesday nights it's something like that. Yeah,
0: that's who I'm talking about. Maybe I'm saying his name. Maybe that's his handle or, but yeah, that's the dude. He is uh, amazing. I have some video of it. He is fantastic. Next level. And then he brought up this other dude and I'll get, we'll I'll get you his name. He was a saxophone, he's a young black saxophone and his parents were there watching him. And I was like, yes, it was like amazing to see these young, it was a, it was, I think it was like, oh, the keyboardist, uh, the homeboy on the drums, and the sax, the saxophone player, all black, young cats, like in their tw- early twenties, from like South LA, with the yeah. residency over here. It was I, w- I went solo. I was just like, yeah, mm hmm. This is throw, what I'm talking throw, about. This is the new shit. This is what I, it's like the old and the new shit. The throw resurgence.
1: Con- Throwing concerts in the garage, you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
1: So that that's just a couple of names. I mean, there's there are more, but I cannot pinpoint them <laughs> at yeah. the moment. But yes. Love that. Um yeah, man, just there's a lot happening. There I I believe that there is there's been a renaissance happening in Los Angeles for a long time you know, like at least 15 years, if not more. Yeah. And a lot of great stuff coming out of the West Coast, but just just around the world, man. There's just, it, it, and the energy is always going to come from the youth. You know what I mean? Always, and so always. this, the younger generations have access to information and to art in a way that we did not growing up. And you can see and tell how it's influencing them. Um, and they're, as they're going through, they're growing pains and they're watching the world burn and seeing how everything is going. They're being moved to create this wonderful art and this amazing music. So there's, there's a bunch, um, but just off, off top, like, um, Moses, little dragon, you know, Kamasi and and the little gang. Like, I just feel like they've made, they're making a wonderful impression. Um, there's a lot of great hip hop, you know, like underground stuff that's, you know, coming, coming out. And it's just like, it's it's marvelous it's wonderful
0: yeah amazing okay the last one of the of the comments and questions is you've been a great inspiration to me over the years tell us about something or someone that has inspired your journey a book a film a song a figure or something someone that someone may be able to you know draw inspiration from that is from Words your mama episode 14 guess the legend dj mona lisa (laughs) murray
4: Mona Lisa is one of my favorite people on the planet. Always has been. That's my sister right there. (laughs) Um, I've had a lot of inspiration. It's one of the reasons why I want to like write this book and tell my story. Um, um, You know, I don't know why I immediately went to, you know some
1: figures that have, you know, passed on but like prince was a huge inspiration.
4: Mm. Um Melvin Van Peebles was a huge inspiration to me. Um I have like a handful of visual artists that were really critical to my sort of visual thinking. Um Moe two is a graffiti artist out of uh I think he's i think Mo two
1: is french um but I remember discovering his work he was he was uh part of a crew called the Chrome Angels that did like just some incredible uh graffiti pieces back like in the eighties and
4: the nineties um
1: on the west coast it was like hex and slick remember remember the graffiti battle that they yeah. tell about
4: um
1: you know, Hex, when he opened up the hip-hop shop, and this is one of the things that me and Raka bonded over um, in the beginning was the hip-hop shop because, you know, Rocky used to kick it over there and rap and stuff. And I used to, when I was in the Valley, I would come back like as much as I could just to like go see what new mural Hex did on the wall. Mm. Um, and so he was a huge inspiration. Um, you know, Dali was a huge inspiration, Salvador Dali. Um you know gustav klimt egon schiele were huge visual inspirations to me um robert williams was like one of my biggest visual inspirations uh with his kind of like you know his um pop surrealism i guess is like the genre um so all that kind of stuff was a huge inspiration you know musically i grew up as a as a chi- as a child of like hip hop in la so you know uh Julio G, Tony G, the original K-Day, like that, yeah. that whole Battle Cat, that whole movement was, you know, Uncle Jam's Army, like all of that. Um, Ice-T was, is, is one of my biggest musical inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, one of his biggest fans as a kid. I I think so much so that um, it led me to run into him. Inadvertently, my dad was running errands and we were at the West Side Pavilion. And I saw Darlene.
0: Mm-hmm. Remember his
1: girlfriend, Darlene, yes. his wife.
0: Yeah, we all remember her on the cover. Right. Yeah.
1: So you remember how fine Darlene? You know, Darlene is just a just a phenomenally beautiful woman.
0: She still looks the same, by the way. She's still oh. as gorgeous as ever.
1: She would be doing them aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> she's an aerobics queen. <laughs> um. So I'm like, I'm you know, my dad is she's in some store, and I'm you know the brooding teenage boy with with my Raiders sweatshirt on (laughs) standing outside, you know, in the little, on the little balcony or whatever, looking at people watching. I see this woman walk into this shoe store. I'm like, Oh my God. Like this. And I'm like, probably a couple hundred feet away, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm really leaning in like, Ooh, like, (laughs) damn, she fine. And I just like shift my gaze, like, not even like a quarter inch in iced tea is standing there staring at me. <laughs> like why are you looking at my woman you know he's got the whole gangster thing going on it was funny because it was just him and her like no entourage or nothing
0: oh wow i'm
1: like oh my god that's iced tea <laughs> and i'm probably like i don't know like 13 or 14 at the time so I was big enough for him to stare at. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. he's, he's like a young man looking at my girl. And he was he was mad dogging me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at Darlene. So I run over <laughs> to the shoe store and Ice had gone in and he's just kind of kicking it on the couch. I'm like, Ice, I'm just one of your biggest fans, man. Like, could you, you know, is it cool if I get an autograph? He's like, I, I don't have none. I'm like, here, son, I, I got a $5 bill. <laughs> so I still have that still have
2: amazing
1: i think i'm framing
2: yeah hell yeah
1: um but you know all those cats man like come on man like when when wa dropped i was like wow just you know just mind-boggling the whole west coast movement i was just like wow but you know i loved all hip-hop at the time so i'd say hip-hop in general is an inspiration and that led me to discover jazz Mm. and funk like Mm -hmm. for real Not just it's that we know about, but like, where are these samples coming from? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. so there's an army of inspiration, you know what I mean? But I think specifically those things visually, um, Ice-T growing, you know, I memorized his rhymes, you know what I mean? Like I dissected his. So he was a huge inspiration for me musically. Um, You know, you know, Tom Tom Club song, that's a huge inspiration. You know what I mean? So, but there's more. It'll all I have to empty out my brain, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. It'll all be in your book. We'll see. Um okay, let's get into the not so rapid fire questions. The aka slow as hell questions. First one, three words to describe yourself.
4: <sighs> um Thoughtful. Mm-hmm. My lady says that I'm kind, mm. and I hadn't thought of myself in that way. Love that. Um. And creative, man. I mean, I I'll never get away from that. Yeah. You know.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Those those are great words to describe yourself. Okay. The next one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received, Senor Trinidad?
4: Um What is the best piece of advice I've received? um It's cool if I take a minute right' cause I of course, of course, <laughs> um. I'm going to say, because, I, you know, I've gotten some great guidance over the years from parents, peers,
1: extended family. But going back to, like, the
4: influence that hip hop had on me, mm. one of the things that I carry in my heart is just... The idea that um it's that it's that that sugar free line
1: mm-hmm. um if they're ready, you don't have to get ready which which is you know that's not that's not a that wasn't a new concept that's you could probably find it in the Bible, like yeah, yeah, a lot of those phrases come from the scriptures or whatever so but when he when he spit
4: it that way, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it, it makes sense, and then um I forget the name of the film. It's like an action movie or whatever.
1: And there's a Latin phrase that translates to um, victory favors the prepared, which is the exact same thing. Yeah. Yep. And I, I've tried to like, you know, keep that in mind and heart and also pass that on to like my kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yo, get, stay ready. Yeah. You know, stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. You'll be cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you'll be good.
2: Yeah, that's great. Opportunity
1: never passed you by because you weren't ill prepared or not ready or you know, and that's that's part of mindfulness and mindfulness. all that.
2: Yeah.
0: Major.
1: So okay. yeah, it was a rap lyric that did it for me. Shout shout to Sugar Free.
0: <laughs> um, next one. Speaking of music, what's the song your go to song to get you height when you need it? Now most people have issues with this because there's different songs for different situations. So if there's multiple, give me two. Give me two. Damn.
4: <laughs> really, this dude, this is so difficult. Um, because it changes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let me see. Um. I mean, like there's different levels
1: of hype. You know what I mean? Like, like, you mean like songs that make you like when they come on, they just make you happy or like could
0: could be that or like, like, say, like, maybe I don't know if you get nervous, but like, say there's a big event or like, say you're like, oh, concept phase or you you're about to do something you maybe never done and you need that little extra pump or, you know, like different those. There's just different types of situations where you need to get hyped.
1: All right, I'm gonna just throw a few at you because I think there's just levels to this. Like, yes. is like something that just sparks that joy. Like assume, yes. assume the first couple of, but like, you know, I, I'm still the kind of cat that like jump in the whip and switch radio stations. <laughs> Even though most radios, like, especially mainstream radio, it's hard. But I know that at some point, one of these stations is gonna play a song that I love. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, um, Rufus and Chaka Khan ain't nobody okay Any anytime that comes on it's it's a wrap
4: um i'm gonna say robin s show me love Mm-mm-mm. i'm gonna say al green let's stay together mm-hmm.
1: i'm gonna say sade sweetest taboo mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say like you know public enemy welcome to the terror dome yes <laughs> um I'm gonna say, you know, RASCAS waterproof, H2O proof. Okay. Um Damn, I mean, okay, I'm gonna stop there, but
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know I I could see the different situations that those would be called
1: for. Not not just knee deep, you know what I mean? Like P Funk. I mean, (laughs) those are the joints, like they come on. I'm turning them up. Like it's yeah.
0: Love it. Love it. Also, uh, when we did our one year anniversary, I made a playlist of every guest hype songs and it's a Spotify playlist. So I put it on every episode now and it runs the gamut. It's amazing because you need different hype songs for different situations, right? So you would think it's only going to be one genre on that playlist. No, my friend. No, senor. It is all over the place. And it's a wonderful listen. So I'm going to add all those to that, to that playlist. It's going to be Eddie, fantastic. Eddie Harris, uh,
1: uh, compared to what? <laughs> you know that <laughs> joint, right?
2: No, I,
0: no, I'm going to have to look it up. I'm exci- When, when people drop something that I'm not familiar with, it's exciting to look it up to add it. Cause then it it's, I get introduced something new or maybe sometimes I know it, but I don't know who the artist and the, you know, and the title. Yeah. Sometimes that if happens. Gonna,
1: you hear it, you be like,
2: okay. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Mona Lisa had one of those when she was on. She's like, you know it. She's like, you've heard it. And then when I went to, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause she played, she was talking about when she plays it. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 totally. So I'm excited to add those. Thank you so much. Last question. What will be your legacy?
4: Ooh. <laughs> You know, I think human beings in general, especially in this in this era, we we're like I'm reading Eckhart Tole,
1: right? And and there's a couple of books that a friend of mine sent me during the pandemic uh, of his that I'm reading. And you know, Eckhart Tole delves into and, you know, he's he's one of the people that does this, but I appreciate um him, you know, his introduction uh, with these books. But he, he gets into the whole construct of how like ego runs us and we're, we are living in an era where we have been like convinced that we are the ego. Like we are the incessant thoughts, that little voice and (laughs) really what we are, you know, you could say above or below that we are the, we are the conscious observers of Those thoughts of that voice which is why we're able to transcend which is like you know where you get in like meditation and prayer and all those things like we ultimately
4: have control over that voice the voice does not have control over us so i say that to say that like life
1: is precious and it's fleeting and i'm getting away from things that are like superfluous and I'm, I'm becoming a person. I want to become a person. I'm my, my aim, my goal is to become a person that is detached, you know, so that the ego, the egoic mind and the, the egotistical things of life do not affect me the way that they have. Mm. And so if I have a legacy, my legacy has already become me watching what my children are doing.
2: Mm.
1: I could die right now and be cool. Because of who they who they are now, not even like what they become
2: who they are I have right an
1: eighteen year old a sixteen year old and my son just turned fifteen.
4: Wow, I'm like, I did what I came to do. Mm. It's a beautiful and thing. therein, I think, lies my legacy. It's
1: not in radio, it's not in DJing, it's not in art. like I could go on to like do things and achieve things in any of those realms or worlds or whatever, and be like, hey, you know, this is my legacy. But that to me, to my heart and soul, deep down on my spirit, that ain't it. Yeah. We gave, we look, we had these kids and my goal became, my drive became not like to just take care of them or whatever. It was like, I have to, I have to like instill in them a set of
4: values. Mm -hmm. I have to like, you know, attempt to get them to be critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to give a damn mm-hmm.
1: about life, about themselves, about other people, to be the light
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the world as much as I can. And I think that my ex and I have been able to do that. So my legacy is probably
4: in my fatherhood, man. Like, yes. You know. So that's, that's my hope. That's what I'm going to say right now.
0: Beautiful. That's beautiful, man. I love that. And I think that's a perfect way to end this special time with you, Señor Trinidad. I appreciate you. You know, I, I love seeing your face. I'm excited to catch up right now if you have time after this. Um, you know, not on the recording. And I, I want to see you, you know, when it's safe and we feel safe. And, you know, I think this is a crazy exciting time for you. I, I feel it in my bones. That you're going to be good and that you, you, your legacy is your children, but, uh, but also you, you've brought so much joy in the world. Um, given us so much of yourself, sharing um, part of your creativity. Uh, and I appreciate you. I think a lot of us do, but I'm excited to see where you're going to go from here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not over. It's just the new chapter. <laughs> so, muchísimas gracias, Garth. I appreciate you. And uh, I'm excited to, to, you know, hopefully in, in the safe future, break some bread.
1: I got you, Ritzy P. I'm, I'm going to see you in December. If, if we can hook up a Palm yeah. do that.
0: That'd be Enjoy. dope.
1: Concert at the Ace, that'd be super fly.
0: Yeah, outdoors, safe, under the stars, on, un- on indigenous land. Come on.
1: <laughs> hey I'm grateful that you thought of me for your podcast I'm really happy to reconnect with you in this way I'm, I'm proud of you thank you of this and for making your voice heard and bringing on people that you love and respect and regard like I, I that's phenomenal so I appreciate being a part of that
4: ah gracias
0: and now-
3: Introducing... The Supernatural Bear Corner Supernatural Supernatural Bear Bear. Hello everyone and welcome to the Supernatural Bear Corner Now I have something to say for you For some of the people who go on the show before the show I have absolutely no idea who they are actually I've never heard of them in my life and for this amazing man, um, Trinidad DJ Trinidad DJ Garth Trinidad, I thought at first he had three dads because it said Trinidad, and usually Trina means like tr- three, bro, and it was a, a, a Trina Dad and. That was funny. Um, but anyway, um DJ Garth Trinidad, I if you are listening, I hope you had a great time on the show. And for everyone else, this has been the SMB signing off.
0: Shibido. There it is, folks. Episodes, episode 56. However, I was going to say 65. Episode 56 of Word to Your Mama with the amazing Garth Trinidad, AKA Senor Trinidad. I'm excited to see what happens. We had an amazing time post recording, catching up on the next level. And I definitely hope to see him when it is safe so we could break bread. As always, you can find all the episode links, the links that were mentioned in this episode, either on the episode page or in any app that you're listening to this web episode right now. There'll be links, clickable links such as the you know the movie we talked about the keep it in time by the mochila crew also some songs that we discussed some episodes that were discussed and as always from now on you can definitely find the word to your mama guest hype song playlist link that is on spotify always will be included in every show up from this point forward so all the amazing songs that he mentioned boom they've been added so starting from episode one to now they're all included also we talked about um Michaela Session I was saying Mikey Maestro because that's his handle on Instagram so that's definitely who he was talking about and I was talking about that was doing the residency at the Ace shout out to Charlie uh Jane who booked that and uh you know, of course his father was part of the um Pan African People's Orchestra. So he grew up but uh, grew up in it, you know, and then now he's actually leading it. It's an amazing thing. He's one of the many kids that I feel benefited from their parents really exposing them to the music at a very young age and and maybe in their it own way explaining the history of the music, so that these kids and these younger generations, these young men and women um can take what they know and take it to the next level. So it's very exciting to see i I love you know, seeing it live is incredible. So if you guys ever get a chance, please go see this amazingness live. And um, yeah, Supernatural Bear, just laying it down in the Supernatural Bear corner, giving us his first impressions of his name. And yes, thanks for the support. We have a couple of more episodes to close out the year before we take a little break. But we'll be, of course, re-releasing, re-dropping, if you will, classic episodes that we've had from some amazing guests that are part of my tribe since the beginning um, of 2020 of the end of 2020. So the beginning of this situation here. So we have coming up next, I believe we're going to have Yvonne Gallardo. We're going to have a solo episode with her. We're going to have the last relatives episode of the year. And then the final episode of the year will be a, a, a little small, little bonus episode with just the supernatural bear and I reading some of the reviews that we've gotten so far and uh, some recent donations and all that stuff. So thank you so much for the support. You know where to go. You could shop. You can become a patron. You could donate directly. And you know, something you could do that's free is tell your peeps, tell your folks, and tell your friends. And as always, we reap Word to your mama is owned and
3: produced by Ruzi
0: P. Intro Beat produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, uh, you want to email us, you want to get the media kit, okay, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzBerrywinkle.com.